Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Stephanie Scheller. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. We're so grateful to have you here today. How are you? Hey, Christina. I'm so excited to be here. I am great. I am. It is, a, it is an awesome day out there. I'm, I'm in a good place right now. It is beautiful out there. Even here, I'm from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. It is gorgeous and sunny, a little chilly, probably a little warmer where you are. Just a um, but, <laughs> but you are the founder of Grow Disrupt, a two-time best-selling author, and you're going to share with our audience how you built your business from scratch. There are a lot of people who either listen in or have been guests who had um, moments in their life where they had to venture off into starting their business. Sometimes it wasn't planned. Sometimes catastrophe happened and they said, okay, I have to reinvent and figure out what's next. And they created a business based on needs and and gifts and talents they had to offer the marketplace. So I'm, I'm grateful to have you share your story. Welcome to Savvy. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of funny because I was in this place of like, I wanted to be a business owner, but I didn't know what I wanted to start doing. And it wasn't like a dire need, but Mm -hmm. in 2013 and fall of 2013, the company I was working for, um, I mean, literally they, I just, I woke up one morning and I like logged into my bank account because it was, you know, commission day Friday and I was so excited and I log into my bank account and I'm like $3,000 short on my direct deposit. And I'm like, Whoa, whoa, what happened, right? Whoa, whoa, yeah. So I go into work. I chase down my boss. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, oh, yeah, by the way, you're not getting a commission anymore. And I'm like, excuse me? What? Yeah, like, hold on a second. And then by the end of the day, it changed to, well, we just got to figure out what you what you are going to get, right? Um, and so there was like, literally, I mean, September through April, they did not pay me a commission check. Wow. Yeah. And it was back and forth. And so uh, it finally in April was when I kind of like had my like breakdown moment of like, this is, I'm done. And, you know, I looked at my, my boss and I was a new boss by this time. And I looked at him and said, I'll be gone by October. And he laughed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well now I'm really like, we're done. <laughs> and I flew out to California. I, I was already scheduled to fly out to California because I called my mom previously and, you know, been crying to her the, in March, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And she goes, okay, well, you're going to learn how to start a sales training business. She's like, you're in sales. You're good at sales. You need to, you can turn this into a business and you need to get out of there. And I said, okay. So we started the business. I flew out there end of April, started the business at the very beginning of May, 2014. Um, I ran it part-time while I was still working at my corporate job, mm-hmm. May, June, July, August. And then at the end of August, we added everything up and I was like, oh, look, I've made more money part-time than I did full-time. So sounds awesome to me. Girl, you have one of the greatest skills that every business owner needs. If you're in business, if you're not selling, you're going shortly out of business. And so you were, it was awesome that you able to get out of the gate with that awesome skill that is so necessary in business. Um, but you know, what's interesting. I thought it was interesting that you, when your mom mentioned, you were like, Oh, I don't know about this because you already had the skill, but what is it sometimes? And I find this from other sales reps that have done that corporate wise, but went to start Mm -hmm. their business. And it was like that hard transition. People are like, Oh, I did it for someone else, but doing it for myself, it's a little scary. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, so I think we, it, it comes down to like that imposter syndrome concept, right? Where, you know, am I, when I was selling someone else's stuff, see, here's the thing, right? If I'm selling someone else's stuff and someone doesn't like the product, it's not on me. 
yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, on this yeah. other person. <laughs> if I'm selling my stuff and someone doesn't like the product, it's on me, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I have to sit there and people don't buy. If you're really struggling, right? Like one of the best things you can do if you're in sales and you're in, having a bad day, mm-hmm. one of the best things you can do is stop like selling, right? Don't go make more sales calls. Don't go like, I know people are like, push through, push through. I'm like, when I you push that. through, mm-hmm. like all you do is you scare people away. No one wants to buy from a desperate sale. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So so to me, like, I think, I think that's a big part of it, right? When we start to get nervous and your prospect picks up on that. And so now your prospect is nervous. You're trying to sell. Everyone's nervous. Everyone's freaking out. No one wants to buy. Right. And so I, I think a lot of it is that impot- that idea of like, it, you know, there's a lot more on me. And then the other thing where I actually ran into a lot more trouble was I would do like the classic sales thing, like sell a ton and then like be doing a whole ton of fulfillment. Right. So like my revenue was like, yeah, up and down, up and down. Right. Like classic beans and rice, steak and lobsters, you know, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, um, and I think like for me, that was one of the hardest things trying to figure out how do I balance this? How do I, how do I do sales and fulfillment and not lose sight of either one? Cause yeah. I, I got to fulfill well, but I got to sell. Yeah. Right. And that was really challenging. So I think, I think that's something a lot of people really struggle with too. Yeah. For me, I think one of the biggest struggles for me when I got started, is I was still coming at it from an employee mindset. Like, all right, I got started at eight o'clock here. I'll take lunch at 12 and be done at five. And, and that's not how your clients might work. Cause when you're working in a corporate structure, you're like, okay, we start here. Boom. Let's clock in and uh, we clock out for lunch. And it's really funny. My idea when I got my business started is that I want to work a four hour day and that's my you know, thing. And then I want to go flying on the weekend and stuff like that. Right. Well, uh, for our day, I woke up my very first day to start my business. I did an hour of meditation, an hour walk in the middle of the day. <laughs> I made no sales that week. Um, but, you know, I had this, I, I, what I wasn't thinking about, and I think a lot of us forget, is that the people who were really successful did years of, of push and, and yeah. effort, effort until they got to the point where they could do a four hour, you know, work day or less um, because they built the structures that it could run without them. But they yes. start up day one, first day of business. Oh, and I'm going to work. <laughs> I'm laughing my butt off over here because that's exactly what my first week when I walked away from my job, that's exactly what it looked like. I woke up, I, you know, I waited till the sun. We have the upstairs bedroom, which is where I was, I was, you know, my bedroom at the time. Um, the sun peeks in mm. at about nine o'clock in the morning and it hits right at the head of the bed. So you can wake up to the sun and the room is gold. Oh, it was a beautiful morning. Then I got coffee and I showered. Then I finally sat down to work around 1130 and then it was time for lunch. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so that was like my first week too. And you know, I do think, cause I'd worked really, really hard to get to that point. I was working like 115 hours a week like, to get there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I do think like I needed that kind of break week, but then it started to spill over and spill mm-hmm. over and spill over. And I had this idea in my head of like, well, I did so well working part-time, like now that I can work full-time, I don't have to work so hard because I'm going to get the results. Yeah. And I realized like, no, you really, you do, you, you kind of, you have to put in some time. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things I ran into was I built the, the business, the opportunity that I had, which was the sales training business, but it wasn't where my passion was. So I built this really successful sales training business. We were the largest, most active sales training practice in central Texas. Whoa. And 
we, it was, you know, it was great, but it wasn't what I was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then I had to go through this identity crisis. And so the, the growth of the business has been kind of like this. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. And now we're back. Now that we have the new, like everything's it's like, okay, now we're like taking off again the past 18 yeah. months or so. What did you, when you got to that crisis moment, we were like, okay, this is not my passion. I'm doing well at it. But where did you go at that point when you realized this is not my passion? How did you rediscover or get in touch with here's what I am, my, my zone of genius, and I'm going to explode with this? How did you come to discovering that? Well, so I, I went through like the stages of grief right there. So for a while there, I was in denial where I was like, well, I'm still going to be a sales trainer. Like we're still going to have a sales training practice business, but I'm going to be a business coach, right? I'm going to oh, okay. work with small businesses. And really what happened was it started to create all this confusion in the marketplace, mm. right? Where, oh, she's a sales trainer and a business coach. And like, so I did, I, you know, what are you? Yeah. Yeah. There people didn't know what the heck to do with Stephanie. And I tried to cling to it for too long. And so people are like, you know, what would you change? I'm like, I would have, I would have like mm-hmm. gone full in on the business thing. Right. And I didn't, I didn't want to do business coaching. I wanted to do the events that we do now where we, we bring in experts, we put on events, we yeah. sell tickets, right. That's what I love doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what like, that, that identity crisis that sucked for a while. The, you know, revenue did not grow. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we flatlined, yes. um, but we didn't really grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't lose a whole ton of ground, mm-hmm. but it wasn't great. And then really what happened, I'm like trying to think like your question was, you know, how did you navigate that transition? Yeah. Yeah. How did it come about? And was it maybe a moment uh, or was it a, a process over time? It was, it was definitely a process over time. Um, there was a moment where we finished one of our boot camps, one of our sales training boot camps, and my other trainer came to me and said, you know, Steph, can I work with the small businesses too? And I was like, huh? And she goes, well, you know, in, when we do these boot camps, we'll have some sales reps in the boot camps, we'll have some small business owners. And she said, when, you, when we start going out into the audience to actually work with people on their sales scripts, mm-hmm. like you always have me work with the sales reps, but I love working with the business owners too. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. <laughs> and so that was when we started, we started shifting. And at first I was like, okay, well then we're just going to be a sales trainer for small business owners. Mm-hmm. So we started shifting to where, um, all the boot camps we were doing were just for small business owners. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we were, and then I was like, yeah, but this isn't really cutting it because I want to go beyond just sales. I want to help people establish a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. So then we did our first event where I brought in a bunch of other speakers in January, 2017, And that was really, I did it. It was kind of like an experiment thing. Like I wanted, um, I wanted to, I wanted to hear these speakers that I was bringing in, um, but they were really expensive and I didn't want to have to fly out to them and I didn't want to have to pay for each of their events. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to put on an event where I'm going to bring them all in. I'm going to get a bunch of people to come. We're going to, you know, we're going to sell tickets. We're going to make this, you know, where all of us can learn from these great guys instead of just Stephanie. Yeah. And, um, at, when I did, as I was building out this event, like that was the original, like, Ooh, this is a cool idea. And then as I was building out the event, it was like, Oh no, I really love this. Yeah. This cool. I really I love like- the way accidents happen. Like, and it's not so much an accident when you start moving. And, and this is the one thing I get from talking with my mentor. And he said, people come to him and say, well, how do I get to the how? And they're yeah. like, no, 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 you're asking the wrong question. It's not the how, what yeah. you start doing is you start moving in the direction of where your pull, where your gifts are. And then it starts revealing itself bit by bit as you're taking the steps. Yep. The how, my, my, my mentor always says the how is the easiest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It's the why that matters. Yes. That's the first 
that's the first kind of like plug or the first thing you need to plug into. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is great, but I don't want people to leave without finding out how they can get in contact with you, come to one of your wonderful events and grow yeah. and disrupt their own business. How can they do that? Um, well, if you go check out our website, growdisrupt.com, that is kind of the, the best place to go. So our company's name is Grow Disrupt. We're all about helping you grow your business and we want to do it in a way that's different than what, you know, most people are doing because obviously what most people are doing in business doesn't work right? Otherwise, like 80% of us wouldn't be out of business within the first three years. I know. So, so our goal is to help you grow by doing things differently. So the company's name is Grow Disrupt. Go to growdisrupt.com. You can see, you know, what events we have coming up. Um, we have all kinds of free resources. We have, you know, past events that were online that are recorded that you can get access to. And there's like all kinds of stuff on there. That's like the, the gem. Oh, and then we are, we've also launched this quiz that people can go take where it's like, what do I need to work on my business next? Because I think sometimes business owners are just so overwhelmed. There's so much to do. There's so yeah. much to fix. There's another fire and another one and another yeah. one. And they haven't even gotten out of bed yet. <laughs> so we built this whole quiz and it's a pretty detailed quiz, but you get to the end and it's like, okay, based on what you've told us, this is what you need to fix. And here's some resources to help you. Like here's some free ones. Mm -hmm. Here's some paid ones. Like, and it's a really, really cool, like, I'm, I'm excited. It's taken us, you know, months to sort this quiz out, but I'm really excited um, at, at the impact it's having with small businesses. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that. See, so you say we have a bunch of um, resources that are free and then when they get a taste of what you have to offer, lost, there's yeah. also some paid options when yeah. you're ready. Now I'd like for you to touch on before we end out this interview, COVID uh, touching the entire country, the entire world. And yeah. one of the biggest things I'm hearing from business owners, it's a fear of how do I continue to stay in business? The other fear is, is it wrong for me to even be profitable and selling? I'm like, it is because your value, your gift sitting inside of you not being used is that's wrong. Yeah. Um, but where do they go if they feel scared right now and they don't know how, or maybe their business is not something that's viable right now in the marketplace. Where do they go right now? What would be your tip for them? I think the, the best tip, if you're dealing with either shutdowns that are really damaging the business, there's, there's three things that I've been telling people you can do to help grow your business right now. The first one is you can get back to the strategy and reconnect with your long-term goals. Mm -hmm. So many times when in small business, we are so busy with the day-to-day -day that we forget where we're going and it becomes very damaging to the growth of the company long-term. So get back in touch with here's my long-term goal. And then I get it right now. It's really challenging to set goals four weeks in advance because we don't know where we're going to be. Mm -hmm. So set a goal for where you want to be one year from now. Cause you can set a goal for that. Right. And what it does is it kind of gets you out of the gutter and gets you refocused on the long-term. So strategy is number one. Number two um, is working on mindset. So a lot of us deal with mindsets that are really damaging for us in business. And I can say a lot of us because I'm still dealing with some of mine. I mean, I've dealt with massive control freak issues, depression, anxiety. I mean, you list it like I've, I've gone through it. I'm still going through some of this stuff. Yeah. And I've found that those mindsets do a lot for holding us back. And then we start self-sabotaging, yeah. right? Where we start screwing something up. Because, you know, deep in our mind, we have some story playing about how we don't deserve it, mm -hmm. right? So this is a really good time to take a little extra time and do some digging into your headspace. And, you know, there are a lot of good 
resources out there, people that do a lot of really good work mm -hmm. on your brain space as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I would look at, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys, unfortunately, but I have a ton of people um, that I follow that help me with that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I'm really pushing people to do is you really got to be marketing your business right now. Mm -hmm. Like right now, most of your competition is scared to market, right? They don't know what they're doing. They're sitting yeah. on the couch crying. They're depressed. They're dealing with whatever. Usually you're fighting against thousands of people to get attention in the market. Right now you're fighting against one thing, mm -hmm. COVID-19. You can get out there and do some marketing in your business, mm -hmm. smart marketing, right? Don't go out there and be crass or be, you know, you know, rude or, or dismiss what people are going through with this. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to get out there and you know what your marketing message is and you design ways that keep you in front of your market. Yes. Right now, you can take market share away from your competition. Mm -hmm. You can take market share away from really big competition right now if you'll just get your butt out there and actually do yeah. some marketing. So this is, a, even if your business is shut down, right now is still a good time. Like where we were at for a while, you know, there the whole city was shut down and, you know, salons, hairstylists all shut down. Yeah. And I was talking with one and she goes, I don't know what to do. I said, well, market your business because what you need to be in a position for is when you come back from all of this, you mm -hmm. want to be booking so far out in advance that you can raise your rates. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think the, the market will super explode when we're able to get back out there. And the thing yeah. is what I'm seeing, there is a uh, salon um, spot near my house and very nice, a uh, great place to go chill out, get some nice spa treatment. Well, of course they're closed. But they've kept themselves front of mind by offering skincare videos on how you can take yep. your skin at home and just stuff like that to keep front of mind of their customer base and say, hey, we're still here for you. You're stuck at home. Here, we'll show you how to do your hair at home or something yeah. like that. So that yeah. it doesn't have to mean because you can't um, be there physically with your customers that you can be there um, connect to them remotely. And, and people are so dying to connect with people that it's, yeah, thank God with the, the age of the internet, we can do that. So you can stay right. uh, front of mind and, and keep uh, current and, and keep with that connection with your, your customers. So yeah. this has been such a great conversation, Stephanie. I know we can go on for hours, but uh, let me uh, tell everyone again where they can go to find out more about you. Um, they can go to just grow disrupt.com. Um, if you want to chat with me there, there's a calendar in there under the coaching section. You can get a chat with me. Um, you can see our events coming up. You can check out our resources. You can take the quiz. Um, and we'll make it super simple. Grow disrupt.com. That's right. And you want to grow and disrupt this year, 2020, make it the best yeah. year ever. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming to savvy broadcasting. It's been a blessing having you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christina. If you liked this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com.